Shaky Town Radio Hour is on the air. I'm Brody Foster Hubbard. No, I don't like it. <laughs> it's not the way it works, dude. No, I can't. I can't work like this. Um, I'm Gene George. I'm I've, I'm grudgingly saying that. <laughs> grudgingly, um, I need to I need to fix <laughs> I need to fix my iPad. So Gene got an iPad. I got an iPad. That's some exciting news. Yeah, that is exciting news. Um, we're we're like going to be ultra mobile. Because, because uh, in theory, this thing will podcast. In theory, in well, in fact, in point of fact, I recorded using it. Whether it's decent sound, it's is another question. Well, well, I frankly, why don't we just talk about content at first before <laughs> we even talk about sound quality? Because, because who knows that we could just suck completely. Um, yeah, I got an, I got an iPad Very in cool. in San Francisco. San Francisco. Yep. What were you doing there? Um. Well, technically, I wasn't. Well, uh, San Francisco Sketch Fest 2011, which I believe is the tenth installment of said Sketch Fest. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So, uh, I let's just say, for all intents and purposes, I was there for Sketch Fest. Okay. <laughs> Representing Shaky Town Radio Hour. Kinda. <laughs> Kinda. I had my own agenda. No, I didn't really have any agenda. Um, I tried to video blog, but I just. I got into my room and I was tired. Yeah. I did one little thing. Tired. You're no Janie Haddad. I am certainly no Janie Haddad. I, I, because I, I, halfway through it, I was like, I'm just really tired. This, these are going to be boring and horrible <laughs> because I had stuff to do during the day. Mm-hmm. So I was going from, you know, from when I left Thursday to like when I came back Saturday night, I, I got a couple hours of sleep here and there, but and I was tired. Because yeah. I was working all day during the day and then going out and having fabulous times at Sketchfest at night. So um, that's why I said for all intents and purposes, we'll, we'll concentrate on the fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, presumably. Um, yeah, so uh, this is the first time I've been up for Sketchfest. Um, they've been doing it 10 years without me. I figured it was high time that I put their shit straight. No. <laughs> It was overdue. It was totally overdue. Um, no, it was really kind of a serendipitous thing. I happened to be up north at the same time that Sketchfest happened to be going on. So I, I would be remiss in my duties as a comedian and podcaster and really patriotic American if I didn't yeah. participate at some level in America's favorite <laughs> sketch fest. Not a lot of sketch. No, I didn't think so. Didn't think I saw a lot of sketch on the on the bill. Yeah, it seemed mainly like stand up. Some stand up, some improv, some. Uh, well, I guess if you count like some theatrical style things as sketchy, mm-hmm. sketchist. So, what were some of the venues you hit up? <laughs> what was the venue I hit up? <laughs> the singular venue that I had time for one thing to do. Uh, I, I I hit the uh, the punchline. Cool. Um, which is uh, one of uh, a few well-known uh, comedy clubs in, in town. Um, there was some stuff going on at Cobbs as well. There was some stuff going on at uh, the Purple Onion of various stand-up comedian fame. Yeah. Going back uh, 
to the misty d- distant reaches of time. Um, Great stone rock band. <laughs> the misty distant reaches of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> God damn it. They have, don't they have the, don't they have like an ocarina section? <laughs> or am I thinking of a different band? Um, yeah, the misty distant reaches of time. Uh, yeah, no, so I really actually, I mean, I, I hung out in a couple places, but I didn't, I, I only saw one show. I only had time to see one show. Yeah. Well, that was, that, that to me seems to be the problem with the sketch fest is there was a lot of stuff going on. There was a lot of different places, but, um, it seemed to me like, you know, if you wanted something at eight o'clock, you'd have to bust ass to get across town to get to something at 1030 or something like right. that. So I saw, I saw a friend of the show and a hilarious comedian, uh, Jen Kirkman, um, do a set with, uh, uh, Baron Vaughn, who's also very, very funny. Yeah. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good show. I mean, what, cool. some, one of my friends on Twitter was like, so let me get this straight. You went up to, you drove hundreds of miles to see people that live in LA and perform <laughs> there all the time. And I'm like, yes, and I saw material they've done before. Your point is, um, you know, was it, um, as far as Jen Kirkman stuff, was it a lot of what's going to be on the new record? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I know you were there for uh, the, the taping. taping. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I had to think about it, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hilarious stuff too. I mean, seriously, I'm, I'm not being facetious at, at all, even though sarcasm is my medium. Um, <laughs> it, it, uh, she's very funny. I mean, she's very, very funny as well as being, you know, a nice person. Mm-hmm. I, I saw her show perfect couples that she's writing on. I just saw the pilot so far, which uh-huh. I'm not sure if she, wrote any material for right i know that was shot and then they did some reshoots or retooling maybe on the pilot and maybe her contributions are more to the the body of the show of the of the of this season as opposed to that right. one pilot. so we'll see yeah the arc the yeah. main arc <laughs> how how much of an arc do you think the show's gonna have is it gonna have arc um is it gonna be like <laughs> i'm trying to think of uh sitcoms that have arcs while well, rest of development but and the rest I think of the I think the comedy is soap. More, I think it's more soap designed around situations. Soap, soap had an arc. Yeah, just saying. That Billy Crystal being a gay man who then went straight. Well, wasn't he trying to? Then for a while, wasn't he trying to get a sex change? Oh, maybe that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Because as we all know, homosexuality, transgenderism, same thing. What well, is, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they should call it an addictomy or take it off of me, huh? Um, yeah, let's be, <laughs> let's, let's marginalize any, any transgender listeners we have. Um, yeah, so, uh, I, I have to say that, uh, and, and it was like one of these things where, where I was, I, I, because of various family commitments and everything else, I, I was, I could only be up there for, I, I arrived Thursday and I left Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I really only had two nights of anything and the first night was mostly spent with me finding trying to find something to eat let me tell you san francisco shitty town for food <laughs> yeah it's it's more of the other the other way it's it's there's just too many choices so yeah. um but luckily i got some good recommendations and and had um some good thai food and uh but yeah it's it's kind of like the, the 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 thing of it is is i so i left saturday and saturday night saturday and sunday were like 
Thrilling Adventure Hour. Oh yeah, and and uh, and Paul F. Tompkins show. So I'm like, yay! <laughs> the two shows that I really love from Los Angeles that I would go see if I was here for an extra couple of days. I can't see. Oh well, I guess I go home crying slightly. <laughs> so, which I, uh, you know, I, I really would have liked to see, um, but uh, you know, was not meant to be. So, but but yeah, there's there's just a ton of stuff, and I saw a bunch of people. That uh, that I know from you know around, and I think you would probably know too. But uh, yeah, but the big surprise of the night was uh, uh, so there was a, there was a party at the Rex Hotel um, on Friday night, which initially I was going to blow off mm-hmm. because uh, you know the the Baron Vaughn Jen Kirkman show finished around midnight or so, and I went up and said hi to everybody and. BSing for a minute, and I realized I'm just beat. Yeah. Um. So, and everyone's like, "Are oh, you gonna go to the party?" I'm like, "No." So I walked back to the hotel, and I realized the Rex was literally like a block up from my hotel. Yeah. And because uh, I stayed at the Marriott, and um, the block up from my hotel, and I'm like, so I'm standing at the street corner of Mason and Post or whatever it is. And uh, or Sutter, I should say, and Mason, maybe. And I'm accosted by one of San Francisco's <laughs> like hostile, arrogant, homeless people. Right. That which I'm very familiar with. I'm like, so I'm, like, I'm, 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 and I'm totally like this. This is here's the scenario. I'm standing on the street corner. I'm wearing m- probably my nicest suit, like like a twelve hundred dollars suit. I mean, not not you know, not a shabby suit. And I have my iPhone out. I'm like pissing around on my iPhone, like trying to decide whether I should go back to the hotel first or should I just go to the racks and see what the, see what's going on at the party. A homeless guy comes up to me, and I'm like busy, so I'm not really paying attention. And he's like he's like throwing his line out there. Um, he's like got a cane, and he's like, "Oh, these hills are murder, aren't they?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm like, yeah, they're really bad." And I'll dee, 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 dee. <laughs> like twittering something. And he's like, hey, you know, I'm from not from around here. I'm like from Big Sur, and I'm trying to get. And I'm like, look, pal, you know, look, pal. I'm 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 tired. You know, Tango Tampa party. I I'm just I'm not going to give you any money because frankly, I, I'm wearing a twelve hundred dollar suit. I like twenty three dollars in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, and, and you're not getting ten percent of the entire jackpot wad that I'm carrying. So he starts giving me shit. And I, I just looked at him. I'm like, I'm like, I'm just not going to argue. I, I think because I'm a dad now, yeah, I am totally like in that. I'm just not going to argue with this. I'm not going to argue. You know, it's like you go over there because I am not going to talk to you about this. I'm done. I'm done with this. And he's just like, resin, resin, you know, in his Yosemite Sam like whatever. And I just went. I looked at him. I looked at him straight at him and went, yep, 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 yep. And I made the little yap motion with my hand, which no one can see. On the uh, on the podcast, but yeah, and and then I I like I was like fuck this, I'm just gonna go to I'm gonna go to my room, and go to sleep, and so I walked the block down to my hotel, thinking I must have looked like the most colossal <laughs> fuck nut in the universe, <laughs> like you know I just basically blew off a homeless guy, insulted him, and then yelled back at him, <laughs> you know, for doing his job, which I guess is being homeless. Right. So so I said, went up to my room for a while, 
Twittered with a bunch of people who basically told me you should probably go to the party because you know it's like. Um, matter of fact, it was a uh, uh, Ben Ben Acker uh, who, who was on the show. Um, he basically said you should go to the party. I'm like, eh, all right, I'll go because he couldn't go. So I got there. Literally, they closed the bar <laughs> as I got there at like one forty-five in the morning. So didn't get a chance to get a drink. But I did hang out for 10 or 15 minutes while, you know, BS with folks. And um, um, and then I, I, there was a show at Cobbs. Greg, Greg Barrett did a show at Cobbs. Um, and uh, uh, Brody Stevens was on it. Uh, Bobcat Goldthwait was on it. Um, I'm trying to remember who else. I could look it up, but, but, uh, but fuck that. Um, but anyway, uh, so Brody comes in, Stevens. And uh, not you, no. and just to make sure right. that you weren't astrally projecting, <laughs> um, you know. So I'm like, hey, I have the show go to Cobbs. Oh, it was great, you know. And uh, so we BS for a little while, and uh, lo and behold, Bobcat Goldthwait comes in, and he's like one of my heroes. I, I literally, I, I have maybe half a dozen autographs. Um, there, there's only one that I have framed into my office, and that's uh, that's Bobcat's. Yeah, I know that one. That that framed autograph well. Yep. So I was like. Uh, Baron Vaughn and Bobcat were talking, and, and uh, you know, it ended up uh, that's how I took the picture with Bobcat. So we were, we were just BSing about stuff, and he was talking about some of his new projects and things he's working on. And nice guy. All right, so I gave him our, our card, and we'll cool. hopefully have him on the show sometime. Awesome. Because I, I am, uh, you know, he's he just makes me laugh. Very cool. Even, what about, the, even the dumb stuff. <laughs> now, what about Stevens? Is he ready to go, Brody E. Brody? Brody E. Brody. Uh, you know, I didn't. I, I didn't want to step on your dick as far as <laughs> you're. You, you're. You're building. I, I swear to God, you're building rivalries in the industry, man. And I don't. I, I want to. I'm concerned. I'm concerned. Frankly, I have some concern. You know, it's too early in our in our our career for you to start burning bridges, man. <laughs> I don't want everybody to come on. I don't want people to say, I'll come on the show because I love Gene. <laughs> but that Brody, man. No, well, the funny thing is the Brody Stevens, I've, I'm not calling him out. I'm saying you should come well, on that's the not show. What's, that's not what's going around the comedy world. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, that, nothing's going on. Uh. It's funny because the other day, I forgot what was on. Something came on or I was looking at a podcast and Megan was like, is that the guy you want to fight? And she was talking about Jesse Thorne. Yeah. Like, I don't want to fight him. I want to box him. You do want to fight him. I want to box him like a gentleman. You want to fight him. For charity. You want to fight him. You want to be all like, cut me. Cut me, Megan. Cut me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was my Sylvester Stallone impression. Speaking of uh, Bobcat, though, have you seen World's uh, Greatest Dad yet? The movie he directed? I have not. Oh, so good. Yeah. It's really good. Robin Williams is great in it. Um, I haven't seen the other movies Bobcat's done. I know he did Shaky the Clown. Shakes the Clown. Shakes the Clown, which I still need to see. As a matter of fact, that's where I got that autograph. Oh, okay. okay. I got that autograph at a, at a this the interesting story. I got that. It's not interesting in the <laughs> least. Um, I got that autograph at a, at a Shakes the Clown screening in, I'm going to say, it's got to be 10, 12 years ago. At least. Um, and I got two autographs that night. <laughs> I got Bobcat Goldthwait's autograph and I got Jimmy Kimmel's autograph. Oh, that's right. that's right. When he was still Jimmy the sports guy at K-Rock. And I was literally one of those things where where 
I got Bobcat's autograph, and Jimmy was there, and I knew who he was, and he, and I knew he knew that I knew. So I was like, "Oh, can I have your autograph too?" And like, arguably, Kimmel is like ginormous compared to Bobcat now, <laughs> you know. So it was. Uh, I, I actually I, I couldn't find that autograph for a long time. I, I finally found the Kimmel autograph, but I think it would be disingenuous of me to to frame that and put it up. <laughs> When I'm just like, meh, Jimmy, I know the guy, meh, sports guy, meh, now he's on TV, gets his own show, <laughs> meh. Although after he took Leonard a task over the the Conan thing, yeah, his stock went up in my estimation. Yeah. yeah. Not, that I, not that I don't like the guy. No, no. With any of the late night shows, it's hard for me to keep up with them. I, I'll tune into like a Conan. And- I TiVo a Conan, I TiVo a Ferguson. Yeah. And Ferguson I can watch though. Yeah. But the problem is, is I tend to not, I tend to not watch them, like, over breakfast in the morning or right, something, right, right. so it's fresh. I tend to get like a block of five and then like scan through them for things that I like. Yeah. And the thing about <laughs> the thing about Ferguson is, when you watch him back to back to back, it's it's hard to watch because it's because he's doing kind of you know his 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 monologue is stream of consciousness, you know. Um, but you see how much he falls back on the same material. The, the, uh, not that I don't like it. Right. It's just that as, you know, as someone who is a student of comedy, one might even call me a comedian occasionally. <laughs> um, it's, it's, you totally see how the Ferguson works. He hits certain tropes. Yeah. He hits certain tropes, certain catchphrases. And I mean, it's, I, I think it's, I think it's the, it's the, the fact that he's doing the same thing in front of the, of different audience every day. It's harder to, you know. It's not that it's not funny. It's yeah. usually hilariously yeah. funny. But he's got a bunch of go-to stuff that usually ends up happening. Now, have you seen his movie, which is called, I think, The Big Tease? Ferguson? Yeah, he, mm-hmm. it's about a hairdresser from Scotland who comes to America for a hairdressing competition. Oh, now I remember that. No, yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I have that queued up on Netflix. I saw it years ago. You have it queued up? Yeah. <laughs> on the Netflix streaming, of course. I still have to scrape together all the discs that I got like last April <laughs> and send back because I've just been using streaming forever now. Uh, so you're uh, you, you saw Bobcat in in San Francisco and huh? and uh, did you see Greg Barron or no Barron Barron didn't come to the party. Oh, okay, okay. Well, at least if if he did, he well because. Because I'm pretty sure that well, I think the Cobbs thing let out slightly after the um, thing at the punchline. Okay. I mean, I killed like 20 minutes walking from um, Battery all the way down to wherever the hell uh, Post and or Powell or wherever the hell I was. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, cool. Yeah, and and like. Uh, trying to think of who else was at that thing oh kirkman was there yeah. so got to say hey and tell her how weird it is to see her outside of los angeles <laughs> um it's always funny when you run into people that you know i'm i'm going to well i shouldn't say for sure for sure um i might be going to san francisco in june uh-huh. for um there's a record label asian man records Mm-hmm. And they're having like a 15th anniversary, I think 15th anniversary, like Asian Man Fest. Um, and like a bunch of, of the old and newer Asian Man Records bands are getting together to play a show. And 
like Andrew Jackson Jihad will be playing. Mm. And I, I've known these guys for years in Phoenix. Right, right. And so basically, like, I'll be traveling from L.A., and they'll be traveling from Phoenix, and I'll be seeing them in San Francisco. Uh, and I'm excited, and this is, it's the same guys that I've seen in Phoenix a million times. Yeah, well, that's the thing, is it's like, I didn't even think about it until somebody mentioned it. It's like, you're going to go see people you see. all. The, I'm like, yeah, because I see them all the time in L.A., and they're hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't see the problem here. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I guess it's, you know, I, I being a, you know, somebody who likes comedy, and, and I, I don't, a well-crafted joke still makes me laugh. Oh, yeah. Anytime that uh, we go back to, Megan and I go back to San Jose to mm-hmm. see her her family i i check to see who's in town as far as music and comedy goes right in case there's anything you know that we can check out meh so yeah that's i mean that's really the 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 complete gist of it it, it it's there just seems to be i should look while i'm thinking about it I just look at the look at the schedule because the schedule is like crazy yeah it's still going on oh yeah i yeah, know it's like it, that's the other thing too is it goes on forever it's like is it the entire month i think so that's just nuts. The rest of the month, anyway, because we're we're almost in February. No, that's what I'm, that's what. I'm, mm. Um, yeah, you know. Uh, so so it's let's let's look at the schedule really quick. All right. And I'll tell you because there was something else about that. Sure. Uh, while while you look that up, I'll just uh, mention really quickly that uh, the music from today's episode is uh, a Dead Kennedy song called "I Like Short Songs." Um, it's from a 1987 uh, compilation album called "Give Me Convenience or Give Me Death." Uh, Jello Biafra is still doing a bunch of stuff on Alternative Tentacles. Um, they don't have the rights to the Dead Kennedys songs anymore, but uh, he's got you know stuff that he does with the Melvins and. Uh, I heard a good song that him and Mojo Nixon did. Uh, they did a Phil Oaks cover of that song, uh, Love Me, I'm a Liberal. Nice. Um, and they have a really good podcast, too, called The Batcast. And you can hear a lot of good music on there. So go check that out. We were uh, Gene and I were talking about some stuff, some Bay Area bands. and Or I, I was listening to some uh, before the recording today because I was trying to find a good song for... The show, and I was looking at a compilation called uh, "Short Music for Short People." Didn't end up using one of those songs, but that's a that's a good compilation too. That's from the the Fat Records record label, and there's a bunch of Bay Area bands on that. Twenty days. So the SF Sketch Fest is twenty days from from the thirteenth of January to the fifth of February. Okay, so it goes into the. But still, 20 friggin' days, man. Yeah, no. That's, that's like two weeks and six days. <laughs> that's almost a third night. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> what? That's a twin night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this That's guy, a hobbit measurement, I think. It looks like, uh, I mean, today, uh, I mean, and this What's is on today? dropping Wednesday, January 26th. Uh, so you're hearing this the same day we rec- we recorded it. Which is a rarity. It's like almost live. Yeah, it's pretty well live here. But um, oh, boo! There's nothing on there. But yeah, it looked like they're going to do a Nerdist podcast with Zach Galifianakis on Friday. Jimmy Pardo is doing Running Your Trap. There's a Benson interruption. Well, it's Friday, but today, yeah, there's nothing. Science comedian. <laughs> boo! No, it's probably great. 
Yeah. Tignataro's. Hey, 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 Rob Delaney. 8 p.m., the punchline. Cool. Oh, doing his uh, one-man show. There's like a whole music night with uh, David Koechner, Garfunkel Notes, Mike Furman, our friend Eli Braden. He's been getting a lot of play lately. They they did another song of his on Comedy Death Ray Radio the other night. Fuck that guy. <laughs> He's gotten big and what, what? Nothing. No love for us. <laughs> he should at least end, end his show in San Francisco with a shout-out to Shaky Town Radio. Right. That's what I'm saying. We made him. We made his career. Oh. No, that's not true in the least. <laughs> They're doing the Viva Variety reunion in San Francisco. I know. Thomas Lennon said basically, like, yeah, this will be the, the last Viva Variety thing you'll ever see for sure. Why? So. It's not like it's that good. <laughs> it's not. Johnny Blue Jeans. It's not that good. Baby, baby tastes like soup. That was actually one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Um, It's just not that funny. Yeah. Here's what I'd like to see: airplane trip. No, 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 no. Hang on. Wait, 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 you want to you want to talk some more shit on Via Variety? Talking about burning bridges. It's just not that funny <laughs> compared to other stuff they've done. Not that funny. Didn't like it. I didn't, I didn't get to see it. Yeah. They should put that. On. You know what though? You know what it is? It. I think. I think it's just that like hardcore character work constant. Mm-hmm. It's just not. It gets tiresome. It's not for you. No, not for me. I prefer more hit and run stuff. Like uh, like uh, earlier in the Sketchfest, uh, uh, who's doing something? Anyway, eh, I don't know. I lost my train of thought. Airplane tribute to Jim Abrams, David Zucker, and Jerry Zucker with special appearance by Robert Hayes. And the corpse of Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> Robert Hayes, who you may know from the Unabomber movie playing the brother of Ted Kaczynski who turned him in. Really? Mm-hmm. Surely you can't be serious. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Don't call me Shirley. And my name is Brody. Yeah. That's how the joke goes, right? Close enough. Murphy tribute tribute. Murphy Brown tribute moderated by Connie Chung. What? This is at the Castro is, Theater. Is, uh, is, uh, second. is, uh, 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 what's his face going to be there? Um, um, Dan Quayle. <laughs> not Dan Quayle. That would be great, Although, though. Oh, yeah, it would be. If Connie Chung, what, what day is that? Uh, February 2nd. We're just looking up Sketchfest and talking about this. This is, yeah, becoming a big commercial for SF Sketchfest. That's fine. Whatever. Kevin Pollock's Oh, and this is something I wanted to talk about. But it's a really oh, quickly, right. uh, yeah, Kevin Pollock's doing his chat show on the 5th. Um, oh. <laughs> I just read Connie Chung as Connie Chump. <laughs> Joe Regalbudo, that's what I was going to say. Oh, Joe Regalbudo. They're just doing a True Stories 25th anniversary thing. With, yeah, with David Byrne. I see Peaches Christ is going to be something. Peaches Christ is, if I remember correctly, Peaches Christ. Superstar? Yeah, she's, um, yeah, uh, American underground drag performer. I, I've heard of Peaches Christ from Megan because Megan is plugged into that scene or was. I mean, she lived in San Francisco. So, I'll, I'll, I, <laughs> is your wife a dude dressed up like a lady? Like that song? No, no, not that she looks Loving like an elevator. Not, not that she looks like a lady. <laughs> yow, yow. Um, no, I, I seriously know the names Peaches Christ and Martini because they did all those like midnight. Megan, Megan talked about this on the show. I, I know. I'm just giving you on the midnight. She was talking about the midnight movie kind of stuff they do. Okay, so here's what I want to talk about. Um, unless we have any more I'm... free advertising, to give the SF sketch fest. Is there anybody else we know on there that's deserves a plug? Uh, I will say. Oh, hey, Meltdown Show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Meltdown Show. When is Meltdown Show? Oh, and there's, a, well, 
just Meltdown show. If you're in San Francisco, yeah, the 30th. January 30th, which is a Sunday, uh, at Cobb's. How cool! It's seeing who's on. Dude, there. yeah, April yeah, Richardson. yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Kumail Nanjiani and Jonah Ray from Comedy Meltdown here in Los Angeles at Meltdown Comics on Sunset Boulevard. Uh, Doug Benson, Rich Fulcher, Thomas Lennon, Greg Proops, and April Richardson. What? What more could you ask for? Yeah, 30 bucks. So go see that if you're in San Fran. Or Frisco, as the locals call it, huh? No, they don't. They They secretly do. It's it's a shame. That's That's why they're so worked up about it. I saw like Rain Wilson, um, Rain and then star of the office and, uh, Rain and creepy Arthur from six feet under Rain and is it Rain and no, it's two ends at the end. Rain and Wilson and, uh, saying like, I'm bringing Frisco back. It's like, no, they don't call it Frisco. Only leaving can call it Frisco. I don't I, see again. I think they all call we're from, it. We're fear. We're from Frisco. I, I think, uh, I think it's their secret shame. That's why they get so worked up when outsiders talk about it. They all call it Frisco. They don't like it thrown in their faces. <laughs> also, what a dumb thing to get worked up over, huh? <laughs> um, oh, lastly, uh, Inside Joke, Saturday Night of the Originals. It's going to have Aykroyd and Lorraine Newman and Don Novello, who's better known as Father Guido Sarducci. What? Yeah. Well, Father Guido Sarducci isn't a real person? No, I'm afraid not. Well, boo. That's a, that's a really fun show. Um, okay, so here's what I wanted to talk to you about. All right. And um, so it I... came out this week that iTunes is creating yeah, her... a paid option. For... Paid podcasting tier. Yeah. Um, Kevin Pollack's uh, yeah. chat show is the first like major one to say. Yeah, I, We're I, hear, I hear he's the one that fucked us all over. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Do you really think it's going to make a difference? Um, I don't think it's going to make a shit lick of difference. It depends. Will it make a difference for this show? Not yet. I mean, I don't think it'll make a shit lick of difference anywhere because I mean, it's not like iTunes isn't going to index podcasts, right? It isn't like iTunes isn't going to, um, you know, continue to syndicate podcasts. Our, our feed comes off of, off of Podbean mm-hmm. syndicated to iTunes via Feedburner. Right. So, <laughs> That's pretty much all that anyone heard when I talked about that stuff. So I figured I'd just belch into the microphone. No, I, I don't think it makes a lick of difference. Um, I don't. I, as long as there are ways to syndicate podcasts, I, I, I've kind of gone back and forth. And, and those of you who follow me on Twitter and the Gene George account, I, I've asked for people to review the show on iTunes and and. Um, And, uh, you know, and, and to leave reviews and, and to star us on iTunes. <clears throat> and I do think it matters, I guess, in some weird way if people review the show. But honestly, I mean, I think, you know, unless something weird happens, we're kind of a niche and it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. And, and as long as there's somewhere to syndicate the show and, and places, free places to promote it, like Twitter and Facebook, who gives a shit if someone's paying charging not buck 99 for their podcast episode and good on Pollock because i mean he's a pro he has i mean you know he was kind enough to um you know to come on our show and talk about bullshit with us but you know he should be making money hell we should be making money at this but but you know who wants does anybody frankly here go ahead and and call us at 6666 shake or 6674253 is that right that's that's the same number yeah that is the same number 
you know, or send us an email, shakytownradio or gmail.com. Um, or theoretically, shakytownradio at yahoo.com, mm-hmm. which will forward to Gmail. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if you if you think this is worth paying for at all or any podcast is worth paying for, you know, let us know. But yeah, I, well, I, we're, we haven't done anything officially set up donations um, yeah. because we're talking about maybe selling some stuff instead. Yeah. I mean, if people wanted to give us money, whatever, but, yeah, but I'm just, please. I'm certainly not going to discourage it, but, but I think that, you know, it's, um, I don't think it makes that much of a difference. Yeah. I just, I'm, I was surprised at the backlash, uh, I, I looked a little bit of backlash that I saw when the announcement was made. Oh I, yeah. No, I've heard backlash. And I just feel like, um, what, what, what I thought of pretty much immediately is like, even if you are you do subscribe to the DIY ethic, which I I do, I try to. DIY it means do it yourself. It means it doesn't mean don't get paid. Right, that's the thing. Well, see, this is like okay. I think there's two. Diam- well, <clears throat> again, we're talking about the two polar opposites of man. The net should be free, and I'm gonna pirate software. Why I'm not gonna pay money to those big record companies? And then there's the corporate. Uh, we're going to charge for everything, bandwidth and content, and you know it's like. I don't think it's either of those things, you know, and I think that there's, um, I think everyone has that slippery slope argument of, well, if they're charging for this now, then they're just going to, this is the first step to monetizing everything. And it's like, well, okay, this show costs us money to make the, by, by, you know, by, by, even if we don't, don't value, we value our time at $0 an hour, the equipment and, and space on the servers and mm-hmm. bandwidth and whatnot cost money. Yeah. You know, Pardo has been making money at this for four years now. I mean, at least the last five, maybe they're at season eight now. Mm-hmm. So at least four or five seasons, maybe I mean, good on him, you know, but it's, I think, I think because iTunes and, you know, AOL, he's doing anything for AOL. Pollock is, Along with Kevin Smith and, and Adam Carolla, I mean those guys are the heavy hitters of the of the new media world. You know, it's like between this all of the smodcasts and and Kevin Pollock's chat show and Adam Carolla's podcast. I mean, these are the guys who are essentially the you know the czars of the new media. Mm-hmm. You know, they had exposure in the real world, and they have the biggest level of exposure in the fake internet world. So. This is not a surprise that <clears throat> money is being tr- – people are going to try and monetize those commodities. Right. And it doesn't mean that – you know, it's like saying – it's like saying that, you know, because the – you know, the big names are playing in lights on in, on Broadway that suddenly that's, they're going to stop people from busking in the streets. Yeah. You know, it's like I – it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make any sense to me on the on the small scale. And it doesn't make any sense to me on the grand scale, because unless something radically changes, I think there are too many free streams or streams that we're paying for that we like us, you and I, Brody, are paying for that people can appreciate and enjoy. You know, I would love honestly if this thing broke even for us or bought us, you know, a, a couple meals a week. That would I would count that yeah. as being pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, you know. But I don't think it's – I don't think we're going to get – the U.S. Department of Podcast is not going to shut us down for not having, you know, 
being a, a paying podcast. Like, and if, if they make that department, I would really appreciate a job in that department. The U.S. Department of Podcasts. At this point, I would appreciate any job. But. Right. Hey, yes. But see, if you, if you get hired, then then uh, it's going to be harder for you to do the engineer on the show. So yeah, that's true. We can't keep. We have to keep you underemployed, dude. <laughs> no. What do you think? I mean, I I I just. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, I think it'll be fine. I, and you know, if it sucks, then people like us will adapt. That's what you do. I I when I was a fifteen year old punk rocker, I made cassette tapes of my band. Um, or I would, I would actually record our band on video and my VCR was hooked up through my stereo and I recorded the video off that and I had demos from my band. Um, when it became CDs, I found a person who recorded and could put stuff on CDs. I did that. Um, I, I got MySpace when MySpace was passe. Uh, I got Facebook and I put music up on that. Um, now, I mean, I think the next time I release music, I will probably just put up the songs for free and put up a PayPal button and say, if you like this stuff, send me some money on PayPal. Mm. Maybe have some discs for if I do, you know, shows on the the road or whatever. But I mean, I've been in LA in four year, for four years and how many music shows I did. I don't know if that's going to be very realistic. I mean, going on the road anytime soon. But, um, you know, you adapt. That's what you do. That's, that's we were talking with uh, Kevin Pollack about this. Mm-hmm. I mean, he adapted. Um, and then that's how his show be- came up in the first place. So now we have this iTunes structure, uh, for people who want to charge for their podcast. That's great. Maybe that means more people have the opportunity to make money off their podcast. And then if they don't, then, you know, if they have to keep it free, then they'll keep it free. It's not. Well, the, see, I think, I think that's the problem is I think people are, people, uh, the, they they equate someone charging for a podcast for, all podcasts are going to be shut out if they don't charge. Yeah. And or there aren't going to be any free ways to get podcasts out into the world. And like I said, I mean, okay, it would be different if iTunes was announcing that um they were charging a fee for syndicating your podcast through the iTunes store. Right. Totally different. Right. If they had announced that, I would be like, oh, mm, that changes things because we simply would not use iTunes. Yeah. It's just not worth it to us. I think the, the the statistics that we have for the number of people who download things directly from iTunes, um, that's, we could probably get people to go to the RSS feed directly yeah. or a link directly. Now, that's just for our podcast that may or may not apply to other podcasts. No, I think it applies to all podcasts. You think that? No, means- I don't. I, I'm just, <laughs> I don't know why you had to do, put a disclaimer there. Because when I, especially when I said our podcast, I was not tarring all podcasts with the same brush. But I'm saying is I think, I think we would survive without iTunes. Yeah. Or we would, uh, well, okay, considering that this is, I guess the other the other part here is, and you were sort of hitting on it, is the pyramid's totally upside down here. Mm-hmm. We're going to do this thing regardless of the venue we have to do it. You know, we've already paid for the space on on Podbean. We we already have FeedBurner set up, so if iTunes is there, whatever. But we're gonna we're, we're gonna continue to do this show. So if iTunes were theoretically to start charging to index your podcast, you know. Okay, whatever. We'll either we we'll either do it or we won't. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, that's that. Cool. So, um, that was the inside ball portion of the show. But hey, 
I mean, this is uh, interesting to us. And if you like podcasts, it might be interesting to you. Hey, shut up. Don't, don't do, you know what? Don't do another goddamn podcast. Um, um, Brian Palmer's doing a podcast. Um, uh, what's it at? It's, uh, I have to look it up. Um, SaturnSign.com, I think. Okay. Look it up. Look it up. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm not finding it. Um, hang on, I'll look. Okay. I, well, you have okay. <laughs> uh, No, this is all live today. Oh god damn it! This is going up like in ten, 10 minutes. minutes. Um, no, seriously, we're 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 recording this. It's like now ten to eleven. Well, hey, why don't you ping on, people? Uh, I have to. I've moved my cars. Why don't you ping people see if they have any questions and then? Okay, I thought we were about wrapping up. Oh, where are we? It's about forty minutes in. Well, what do you? I mean, do you think that's enough talking? Uh, after I get done saying the rest of what I was going to say, what don't do you have say, to move Jesus, cars? Man. I do have to move my car. But. At noon or 11? By noon, but I have, but, but uh, the Cadillac might not start. Oh, sure, sure. Um, so it's, it's 10 till 11 California time. I just wanted to impress everybody with how quickly we got this up. Um, I wanted to just quick plug uh, J.P. Spaulding's uh, podcast. Sure. Which I finally got to listen to everything of because there's two full episodes and two mini-sodes, but like one of the mini-sodes is like a half hour. Um, that is called the JP Oddcast, and you can find that on, it's on Podbean. It's jpoddcast.podbean.com. It's him and Jesse Gomez, and, um, they're still, uh, it sounds like they're kind of figuring out their voice. I mean, the first episode, a big chunk of it was an interview with Colt Cabana, the, the pro wrestler, who also is an improv uh, guy, a comedian, and, uh, yeah. I'm shaking my head. Yeah, he's a really interesting guy. Um, and so, so there's also skits in there. There's also like a movie review of a movie catfish. There's some conversations, some good old anecdotes about a, a crazy trip to Hawaii that Jesse took, um, where he got stuck there for like weeks on end because he couldn't fly. It's, I know it's a really good show. It's fun. Um, so check that out. JPodcast.podbean.com. And, uh, <clears throat> Ryan M. Palmer. It's saturnscene.podbean.com. I'm sure it's syndicated through iTunes if you want to look up Saturn Scene. Um, and he's gotten some heat coming out of the gate with a Jen Kirkman with a Paul F. Tompkins two-parter. You jackass. Next time I see you, if, assuming I recognize your face because you haven't shaved your beard, I'm going to punch you in the nuts. <laughs> no, check it out. It looks it looks good. I haven't listened to the I haven't listened to the show yet. It could suck, actually, frankly. I haven't seen it. Listen to it. I've seen it on my computer. It's there. It's saturnscene.podbean.com. Um, yeah, Stop, dude, what a Michael Sarah. You got you got Jesse Eisenberg Sr. <laughs> I finally saw the social network. What would you think? I liked it. Um, Megan kind of knows vaguely uh, the girl who's um, in the beginning of the movie. Not not the actress, the actual person it's based on. And um, so I, I went into it knowing, like, oh, yeah, that guy's an asshole. And he was, like, really shitty to that girl. And uh, <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, Wait, did you just describe every dude in that movie? <laughs> <laughs> Which guy? Um, 
Um, Wait, which guy wasn't an asshole who was really shitty to that girl in the movie? Right, right. Okay, there was the guy who there was there was the one dude who had the crazy girlfriend, yeah. and arguably he was probably he was probably shitty to her too. But she was also crazy, so it kind of excuses it. <laughs> but I think you could pretty much say, yeah. Every guy in that movie was kind of shitty to that true, girl. True, true. Yeah. I, what I liked about that movie was it, the, the, I mean, it really did sum up. It's not that you're, uh, it's not that girls don't like you because you're a nerd. It's they don't like you because you're an asshole. And that's like, I mean, a phenomenon with, with young well, men, you know. I think it's they don't like you because you're not, they don't like you because you're a nerd. They like don't like you because you're borderline autistic <laughs> and incapable of having a human conversation with someone (laughs) because of your seeming lack of emotion. See, now I don't, I've never seen the real Zuckerberg to know. I know. I mean, that's how Eisenberg played him for sure. Yeah. But, um, no, I'm talking about the movie. I'm I'm making, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm making no, I'm making no, no uh, casting, no Asperger's on (laughs) autistic. See how, what I did there. (laughs) I did. Um, I'm, I'm casting no aspersions on anyone who actually, you know, has, Autism or Asperger's. I just, oh, one of I, yeah. One, I just think it's. I think he was playing it like. Yeah. Zuckerberg. No, honestly, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I we, I think we've even talked about the show. There's different points among the spectrum. I have a good friend who's on the spectrum, and I wouldn't know it unless he had written about it, and I read something he wrote about right. being, you know, having it. Right. I'm like I, I didn't know. I didn't know. Here's some things you might not have known. Gene, about the movie. I know nothing. Did you know that the twins in the movie were actually played by the same actor? Yes, I did know that. And that they... Yeah, know, they had a they had a body double and yeah. then they CGI'd faces and things. Yeah, did, I didn't. Did you know I that, did know that. Did you know that the Brazilian uh, character, Eduardo, the actor, Eduardo? is British? British-zillion? In real life, he speaks with a British accent. They all do. Everybody <laughs> does now. Britain's the new Canada for stealing our acting job. <laughs> Did you know that that first scene in the bar, uh, they did 99 takes? I didn't know that. Yeah. 99 takes of beer on the wall. <laughs> 99 t- And that's as much as I remember from half of the director's commentary I got to listen to. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so we, we determined from the Oscar nominations list, I have seen exactly two of the movies that are nominated for an Academy Award. Two of the 400 movies they've nominated. Yeah. What's up, White? Didn't I... Do? Why are they nominating four billion movies? I don't know, but you you made a pretty bold prediction as far I as who's going to win. I believe that a that a movie with the title beginning with the letter T will win the Oscar. You can <laughs> put money on that. Put money on that. Bet on it, unless it's 127 hours, which we got the screener for 127 hours, and frankly, I no way in hell <laughs> I want to watch James Franco trapped under a rock for 127 hours. You know, maybe they should have called it. 90 minutes of entertainment. <laughs> I might have watched that. James Franco cuts his arm off. They should have called that. <laughs> Radical Amputation starring James Franco. Boom. Fair. Uh, 127 hours. I see that title and I'm like, that ain't happening. It is not happening. Uh, how many have you seen that's on the list? Um, I think just the social network. Did you see Toy Story? No, not not never been really interested in the Pixar movies. I know I should be, and maybe, uh, you don't have to be. I think when I have kids, I'll get to see them all. You don't. Have, I don't. I have kid, and I don't see any of them. <laughs> I saw part of Up. Yeah. Oh no, we saw Up. I saw part of um, Wall-E at the pediatrician. Oh, I did see Wall-E. I did like that. Um, I've seen part of Up. It was. Uh, I forgot why. If you watch it backwards, it's called Pooh. 
<laughs> See, I thought it was called down. You nope. Backwards. Yeah, you'd think, but it's not. Um, I, I of of the film best films is there a list somewhere? You think I'm? Yeah, yeah. You'd think there somewhere. would be a list online somewhere, like maybe the Wikipedia page for. Okay, here it is. Best picture nominations. Uh, the noted lesbian picture, Black Swan. I'm just. Oh, well, I, I don't want to spoil it for you. Tish watched Black Swan. Yeah. Um, Black Swan, The Fighter, Inception, The Kids Are All Right, The King's Speech, 127 Hours, The Social Network, Toy Story 3, True Grit, and Winter's Bone. Yeah. Winter Bones. I, I, I know there's some good people in that movie. Winter Bone? Really good people. But yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen any of them except for uh, Social Network. So. Um, oh, well. One day. Garrett Dillahunt is in Winter's Bone. Yes. I knew he was in it. Of of uh, raising hope fame, I was thinking more. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking more of Burn Notice and uh, and uh, Deadwood. Yes, raising hope. Um, so the best director is a more manageable five <laughs> <laughs> list of five. Uh, uh, Darren Aronofsky, Joel and Ethan Cohen, David Fincher, Tom Hooper, uh, David O. Russell. David O. Russell. David O. Russell. I think he's a leprechaun. Faith and Bishoppers. We're not all leprechauns, Gene. That's a the stereotype. It's David O. Period Russell. That O. Apostrophe <laughs> too. <laughs> Christian Bale, his best supporting actor. Oh, and John Hawks. What? Yeah, John Hawks of also Deadwood fame. Yeah, and of uh, Eastbound and Down. I know. Which I I put off watching for so long, and then when I finally watched it, I loved it. It's good. Yeah. I have no idea what half of these movies are. I honestly, I do not. I mean, okay, let's let's go. Uh, here, this is my description of, of each of these movies based on the fact that I have almost have seen literally two and heard about almost. Well, Black Swan. I'm pretty sure there's a lesbian scene between Mila Kunis and Natalie Portman. So thumbs up. <laughs> the Fighter. Pretty sure there's a lot of Boston accents in that. <laughs> Inception. Leonardo DiCaprio's getting kind of fat. <laughs> uh, the kids are all right. No idea what that movie's about. I could tell you. I'm sure you could tell me. I just have no idea what it's about. <laughs> Do you want to? <clears throat> I'm looking at it now. I'm looking at it. Now. It's two women who are married, and their child. They're they're lesbians. Their child or children reuniting with the sperm donor dad. I see. Yes. It'll yeah. be very exciting Oscars this year. I'm Ugh. sure. Boy, that sounds like a boring fucking movie. <laughs> it's uh, really funny. The King's Speech, it's about, uh, what's his name, learning not to stutter. Yeah. Sounds boring. Or should I say, boring. Oh. oh. So let's make a list here of everybody we've uh, marginalized. Transgender people. Stutter, stutters. Uh, uh, people with Asperger's. We, we fetishized lesbianism. <laughs> Only the hot ones, though. The other ones I thought were boring. So now, also women. <laughs> and I'm right. I, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. And... No, not women everywhere. And people who do science comedy. Uh, boring. Oh, God, that's got to be boring. Whew. That's not true. I, I'm not. Uh, so 127 hours. Oh, oh people who and amputees. And people... Well, specifically James Franco. <laughs> but... Yeah, 127, and and the p- committee that named that fucking movie because that's just a bad name for a movie. 
I think it was based on a book. I think it was based on the dude that amputated his arm. Yeah. Did he, did he write the book? Probably one-handedly. Single-handedly. Oh, zing! Yes. Oh, his autobiography was called Between a Rock and a Hard Place. See, they could have done that. <laughs> then it would have just been trite instead of boring sounding. Do you remember when Rolling Stones went on tour? And it was like this. It was like yet another reunion tour. And I remember a commercial for him. Uh-huh. And the, in the commercial, there was these people like they're showing people from all over the world like singing bits of uh-huh. a song. A shitty Rolling Stones. I just remember like really specifically this Russian guy between a rock and a hard place. No, I don't remember that. And I think of that every time. <laughs> um, the Social Network, which I actually okay, that's one I saw. But you know what? I liked it while I was watching it, and I could not care less about it now. <clears throat> I dug it. I'd recommend it. You know what? The trailer with uh, the trailer with uh, um, uh, Radiohead's "Creep" sung by that uh, Swedish choir was like awesome. I didn't see that, but I saw. Oh, like that. you didn't see the trailer for it? No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a cover of Radiohead's "Creep" by this Swedish women's choir, yeah. and it's friggin' amazing. Yeah. See, when I first, I'm sure a lot of people, when they first heard, oh, they're making a Facebook movie, I think they imagined like a Gary Marshall type thing where there's going to be a love story based right. on Facebook. It was a love story. <laughs> Wasn't it, though? Wasn't it really? It's a love story between him and Justin Timberlake. Yeah, yeah, kind of, actually. Um, but and then it was like, wait, Aaron Sorkin's going to write it? Like, It could have been worse. It could have been Mavit. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been kind of awesome, though. You know what would have been awesome? Facebook the movie by Sam Peckinpah. <laughs> bring me bring me the head of Jesse Eisenberg. Bring me the head of Mark Zuckerberg. Played by Jesse Eisenberg. You know who was sore, you know whose perspective was sorely lacking in that movie? MySpace Tom. <laughs> he would just sit there staring off. Looking over his shoulder. Looking over his shoulder. Wearing a white shirt. Uh, God damn. <laughs> the MySpace movie. Um, so the Social Network, which I actually saw, Toy Story three did not see. I hear it's. I hear that they're. I hear that they're. They're getting to be more and more of a bummer as time yeah. goes on. I know there's a cameo uh, by Sid the, the the sudden death syndrome mascot. No, and not the, the Sex Pistols basis. Sid the kid next door. Yeah, but he's grown up now. Oh, so is he no longer torturing toys? Correct. Oh. He turned out somewhat normal. Well, that's normal when you blow things up. I mean, I, I blew model airplanes up with firecrackers and stuff because it's awesome. Were you? This is going to sound like a weird question, but I read. I just read the book. Um, some we love, some we hate, some we eat, and it's a book about the weird ways that we have these double standards as as a society in whole about animals. Mm-hmm. Um, some we love, some we hate, some we eat. Some you know, there's a, a lab rat can be a lab rat. And there's certain ethics as far as how you're supposed to treat it as a scientist. Mm-hmm. But if you are in a lab facility and there's like rats in the facility, like, you know, you can set out mouse traps. So sure. even though you couldn't ethically put up a science experiment wherein you glue a rat to a, a trap and see how long it survives. And uh, basically a lot of the rats. <laughs> I think I think you can do that. <laughs> Just not not to. I, I'm, I'm. People are doing it all the time, right? Yeah. Well, this was the thing. One of the sure. points that the the book made was that animal cruelty is a lot more common among little kids than 
we well yeah because you don't your your sense of empathy isn't developed yeah but did you ever do anything like weird like i killed some ants you know what i did i shot a pigeon when i was a kid yeah i shot a pigeon when i was a kid um um well, I, we, I mean, we went hunting and stuff. Like, we yeah. shot ground squirrels and squirrels and stuff. But, I mean, hunting, hunting. Um, but, 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 not, I don't think I ever did anything wantonly cruel, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, kicking anthills and things like that. Yeah, I did but, plenty of that. But, uh. Like, well, we pour some water on the anthill, all the ants are going to come out crazy, you know? Yeah, nah, I can't think of anything. I mean, yeah. I shot, like I said, the first thing I, the, well, the first thing i can remember like actually killing like that is i is i got a bb gun and i shot a pigeon yeah but other than that yeah apparently it's a lot more common and, and doesn't necessarily lead to people no I, I, I agreed agreed um now there's a high incidence of you know animal cruelty well, I, think there's a, I think there's a difference i think there's a difference between doing something and then <laughs> habitually doing right something. right right you know i think there's a difference between you know, oh, I'll smother that puppy or whatever. Uh, and I like smothering puppies. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. Oh, speaking of which, uh, so we're in season four of the show. <laughs> okay, sweet. <sorry. laughs> yeah. The David Mammoth episode, actually. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, yeah, so uh, so we're, we're in season four of the shield. Yeah. So. So I think you know what I'm talking that about. That comment will make sense if you've seen it. And if you haven't, it will. Yeah, so. Um, what, uh, so, oh, uh, so Toy Story 3. Uh, True Grit, which I did see and I appreciated. It was a good movie. Yeah, I decided I want to see the original first, and then I will see the remake. I don't think it's going to matter. Yeah. I think they're well because this is this is the thing is, is this one is based more off of the book, and it's a much more modern look at it. It's a much more modern interpretation. Having seen both, I appreciate both for what they are. I don't think you need to go one way or the other. If you want to see the first one first, I don't think it's going to make much of a difference because okay. this is just a completely. I, I just think that if you see the first one. It's going. It is a movie from the '60s. It's that's just what it is. It's just a '60s western, um, better than a '50s western, but you know, it's not Unforgiven. I mean, I think Unforgiven kind of reset the bar for westerns, and this is way more in the vein of Unforgiven than it is in the vein of El Dorado or mm-hmm. you know, one of those movies. Yeah, you know, or Silverado for that matter, uh, and Winterbones. <laughs> Which is bone again? No fucking clue. No idea. It's, it's got a lot of great people. Um, it's not about lesbians, is it? <laughs> you are so opposed to lesbians in media. No, I'm. 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 I am. I am solidly behind attractive lesbians. No. Uh, look, I'm a heterosexual male. I just want my lesbians hot. That's all I'm saying. I'm a heterosexual male. I just want my lesbian characters realistic. <laughs> it's people oh, like just you like are, I want my straight characters. It's realistic. people like you that are ruining Hollywood. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have no. Um. Yeah, I know that there's a character, or I'm sorry, an actress from Breaking Bad who's on in that movie. Sean Breaking Bad. You've seen all the Breaking Bads, yeah. No. Oh, okay. We st- well, we we. Oh, that's we, right. You we over the over the new year we over the new year our TiVo crapped out and we have two. We're basically holding out. We have to download two episodes in order to start catching. But we're in the middle of Shield now, so okay, yeah. that's on hold for the moment. Right, right, right. Oh, it explores the interrelated themes of close and distant family ties, the power and speed of gossip, patriarchy, self sufficiency, and rural po- poverty in the Ozark as Ozarks as they are impacted by the pervasive underworld of illegal methamphetamine labs. 
Eh. Well, that makes sense why there's a Breaking Bad character or actress on it. She plays a uh, on on that movie. Perfectly like you know normal looking person in real life, but she messes up really good. Yeah. That's, Which that's one is like it? um there's a there's a actually a character on the shield who's a prostitute. Yes. And she's in the Spider-Man movies. It's like uh, a really cute Um like, um what's her name from the first couple seasons? The one that gets shot. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> no, it's a friend of hers. And it's, I don't know if she's popped up yet. But she's in the Spider-Man movies, Peter Parker's cute Russian neighbor. And then on this show she's like scary, you know manipulative well, what season prostitute I, I honestly don't know she's in oh, a couple geez. episodes in, in, in of the shield in the later seasons but um and then I saw her on something else where she was like on six feet under where she was like a normal lady normal lady um which Spider-Man the first Spider-Man Spider-Man 2 and I think Spider-Man 3 Spider-Man yeah um somebody else who I saw oh I saw on a special thing dot com that uh, the girl from uh, Krista Flanagan from Mad Men and Mad TV and some of those other master movie, epic movie, scary movie. Apparently, she was in Playboy. Speaking of like, was her boobs out? Yeah, like you know, speaking of people like seeing them in different contexts, like with their boobs out. Yeah, which you know, great. I mean, I'm 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 you know, I'm all for artistic expression, and I think you can. <laughs> Be tasteful nude, you know. You can also be very distasteful and nude, but um, that's not Vanessa Ferlito, is it? Might be. Is this her, or is that somebody else? She's vaguely ethnic. No, 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 That's the that's an impression of a certain editor who I used to work with in the industry. In the biz, people who work in reality TV know exactly who I'm talking about. I think if you know the reference, if you know who I'm being, write in and I'll give you a prize of some sort. Magina Tova. Magina Tova. I'll tell you. Um. The actress is named... Okay, no, that Vanessa Perlito plays Louise. I don't know who that is. Yeah, no. I, I, no, 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 no. I, I, I vaguely watched the Spider-Man movies. Right. No, um, the actress is actually... Magina... Matova. That's what I just Magina said. Magina Tova. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was on The Shield as... Uh, oh, she's also on Southland. Like, is her the same character from The Shield, practically. Um, on The Shield, she plays... J.K. Simmons, whom I've eaten dinner near. <laughs> I know a couple of people with J.K. Simmons run-ins lately. Well, it wasn't a run-in so much as we were at the same party. Right. Okay, she plays Farah on The Shield. Apparently she's only in two episodes of that. The episode called Bottom Bitch. Yeah. Yeah, she's in that. Um, and she plays the same character practically in an episode of Southland. Um, but she was also like... On oh, was she the... No, or is she a prostitute? Or is she the, is she the chick that... They keep busting in on while Diego's eating her out. <laughs> God, I don't even remember. Could be. They keep busting. Well, Diego's dead at this point. Spoiler alert, those of you who are into the Shield fourth season. Um, but for a while, they're like, every time they go over to his house, they bust in and he was having sex. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah. No, 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 not that one. 
No, this you you'll know because she looks as his character on the show totally cracked out. Cracked out. And, and uh, but but total cute neighbor girl from the Spider-Man movies. I'm, I don't know why, like, I've I've not only been... Oh, yeah. No, 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 I know her. I know her. I've not only watched movies long enough to know better, I've not only worked in entertainment long enough to know better, but I've actually been in movies on camera long enough to know better, but I'm still, like, surprised, like, huh? <laughs> that, that guy with the British accent done talking like an American, or, you know... That pretty girl made her look like a crack whore. No, I know. Yeah, this I, I recognize. All this her. stuff still surprises me very much. How versatile people can be, and how much you can do with like makeup and she, special. I think tests. she kind of looks like a crack whore normally. No, no, don't say that. Yeah, a little bit. No, 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 no. A little cracky. No, a little hoary. Not at all. No, no, no. In this picture, in the in the in the IMDb and the the picture that is her primary picture. Yes. No. In the brunette picture, no. I disagree. I disagree with your disagreement. And um, she plays Ursula Diktovich in Spider-Man. Dikto. That's uh, Steve Dikto, right? Ditkovich. Isn't Dikto a Marvel writer? Yeah. Dikto, yeah. Um, yeah, Steve Dikto. Not to be confused I, with the guy from um, the Jerry Springer show. I Steve have, Wilkos. I have, I, have, <laughs> I have a theory that whoever casts or has final approval for casting on The Shield has a very distinctive idea of what the female character should look like. Okay. Because almost none of the women on the show are conventional looking. They're all weird looking or off, slightly off. They're out out of the norm, mm-hmm. I think. Like they have some feature. Because like the main, what Danny Sofer or Soder, what, whatever, the main chick, yeah. police officer, uniform. Um, got a macaroni head. She got a macaroni head. I'm just saying. Um, and it's like so far, Tish and I will stop the show and go, "What?" Because I mean, obviously, some people are made up to look more cracky or whatever. But it's like, um, yeah, there's an interesting casting thing going on there. I think it's not because I've seen plenty of actresses from The Shield. Uh, in other roles. Sure, they, agreed. I think they look more conventionally, you know. Maybe, maybe it's the way they're made up. I, I, I absolutely think that's what it is. It's a, or, or the way they're shot. And I mean, I know especially because, I mean, like his, Mackie's wife mm-hmm. kind of knows like a potato. <laughs> Just saying. I mean, not that, not that Michael Chiklis is a, you know, a, a looker. Um, But, uh, but uh, what was I going to say? But the way they light her, like I was watching, there was a scene the other day, and it's like he was lit like perfect, right? Like Phil and everything, and on her, like no Phil, like big shadows on her face. It's like really, like totally. I mean, that was a choice. That was not either that or they were just not paying attention. That's. I mean, she's the actress who put. You know, the actress who plays Michael Chiklis's wife is the real life wife of the creator of the show, Sean Ryan. Oh, that explains why a woman with potato nose got that big of a gig. She's the weakest link on that show, dude. Uh, not potato nose aside, she uh, she's the weakest link on that show. Absolutely, the weakest link on that show. You have to tell me that makes absolutely think so later on because I mean her things. They better then maybe she had enough time in front of the camera to practice because I'm telling you right now, every time she comes on the screen, my mind goes into a white noise. Like I don't really care. I don't believe you. I don't believe. And Tish brought this up the other day, like. 
all of the stuff between them about their divorce and whatever is like the most bland like i wouldn't even say amicable mm-hmm. it's like there's no almost no there doesn't seem to be any tension and that might be the the fact that she can't act her way out of a sack that has been made wet and is made out of paper um it, she's just she's a shitty actress shitty actress considering how they have good act- like glenn fucking close is on the show now yeah. what you know, the, 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 the chick that uh, plays um, and, and Soder. You'll see, uh, this is not a spoiler, you'll see in a future season for us, Whitaker. I know, I, I saw that. Anthony Anderson's in the show now, too. But, uh, and that one dude from uh, Eastbound and Down second season is uh, Shane's partner. <laughs> um, That's right. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm, I, that explains a lot. I mean, at least, you know, at least, uh, man, god damn, because she's not good at all. That totally explains it. Totally explains it. There's some interesting things that happen with her character. I, I, so you have to tell me what you think. We'll see. I mean, I'm four seasons in, man, and it hasn't gotten that good. Right. <laughs> her. Her. Right, right, right. The other stuff is fine. But, right. Um, favorite character on the show is, is Wagenbach. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute hands down. <laughs> he also on Burn Notice. He was? Yeah. He was on Burn Notice. And uh, Sons of Anarchy. That's what you said. I haven't seen that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, the burn notice. Uh, playing a completely different character. He's like an actor. He is like an actor. He can act like somebody else. Although he played a character who they did not name. Let me find this really quick. Um, and then probably should wrap up. Um, Jake Harms? Right. He played um, on an episode of CSI. He played... Uh, Internal Affairs Officer Wagenbach. It was basically Dutch. And they mm, never mm-hmm. said his name in the episode. I haven't seen this, but... Um, yeah, he, he was in an episode of CSI as, as Wagenbach. Um, and I think that was only... The name was only in the credits, not... Yeah. Exactly yeah spoken right. on the show. Well, well they've done that really with... Dutch. I think they've done that with Belzer. Oh, yeah. Munch has been in more TV shows than any other character. Well, Munch is the longest-running character on television. Yeah, yeah. yeah. From from Homicide Life on the Street to various whatever the fucks. He's in the last episode of The Wire. As Munch? Uh-huh. Sweet. Yeah. Because it takes place in Baltimore. Yeah. John Munch. I just remember uh, um, Warren Beatty. Uh, I mean, uh, Ned Beatty. Uh, Warren Beatty. <laughs> Two different guys entirely. Um, uh, Ned Beatty's character in Homicide Life on the Street. John Munch. Detective yeah. John Munch. <laughs> Um, I love that show. Yeah. Well, I just we should you know what that's the thing. If I ever get a television show, boom, done. I will have a cameo from Richard Belzer. Hell, I'll have a cameo from uh from Jake Arns. There you go. That'd be awesome. Uh, no, uh, Dutch Wagenbach is is the best character. Even even more so than than uh, and now now it's just uh, every time CCH Pounder comes on the screen, <laughs> especially because she's gotten she didn't get the captaincy. I uh. I am. CCH Pounder does not agree with your decision. <laughs> I'm skeptical about your plan. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Tish is going to divorce me eventually. CCH Pounder not paying attention to you. <laughs> now Tish is totally getting into it. Do you notice she had her hair down that episode? <laughs> like, yes, I did. 
Have you seen her shower scene yet? Yo, dude, yes, of course I did. I'm like, CCH pound a sexy shower scene. <laughs> Look at me, I'm a powerful black woman. <laughs> oh, totally, dude. I was all over that. I fast-forwarded back, back and forth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, are you kidding? It's like the Zapruder film in JFK. Yeah, totally, back and to the left. Back and to the left. No, it's like I feel – that's the thing is I like <clears> – <throat> I like those characters. I like yeah. those characters. Yeah. They are fun characters, and I like them. I'm I'm glad to see. I was like I you know I would have high fived. I would have high fived uh, uh, Detective Wins. You know, like ah, you got some sweet. <laughs> and she would be like, "Do I know you? <laughs> no, you don't." <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So as long as uh, and then the stuff with Aceveda is like. That's, and I'm gonna say it. It's not getting. It's not getting worse. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's getting darker. I think that there's just a continuation of stuff. I think there's a continuum. You know, um, so far as I can tell. Yeah. So far, as I, I think can. it gets darker, but we'll see. So far as I can see, so far. we'll see what you think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So. Uh, one more thing I wanted to wrap before we wrap up. Uh, I just wanted to plug. Um, it's not my project. I just really liked it. Uh, Nick Kroll, thank you. Very cool. It's his uh, one hour. They're billing it as a one hour stand up special. To me, I've seen it. It's all characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is fine. I'm not like a. I'm not gainsaying it. It's all characters. No, no. That Nick Kroll and his crazy characters. He gets on stage. It's not even him. He's supposed to be other people. There's like some little sketches and stuff in the show. I've seen the, I, I saw, um, I got to screen it. It's not very hard to find it I'm online. Um, I didn't know it was a release. It, yeah, it, well, it's out there. Oh, is it? Um, like a rough cut of it. So is there it's a good. Bobby I bottle like service? There's be some Bobby. Beef. Is there, is there a Fabrice Fabrice? There is some Fabrice. Fabrice. Is there a Chupacabra? There is. There is. And there's a, oh, I can't even say because I don't want to ruin it, but uh, All right. there's a very, uh, Saint Elsewhere Ian thing oh that happens. Is it all in Bobby Bottle Service's head? Because um, I'm assuming Bobby Bottle Service is the retarded one of, the, of that group. Um, uh, is, there, is there the creepy old Jewish man? Yes. yes. <laughs> I want to put my paws all over your tushy. I love Nick Roll. Nick Roll's awesome. Yeah. When does that come out? Uh, it'll be this Saturday. Saturday um, the, at 10 p.m. The 21st? 29th. Uh-huh. 29th. <laughs> Saturday the 29th yeah. on Comedy Central? Yep. On what time? What time is that? 10 p.m. Eastern and Pacific. <gasps> wow. We could live tweet it. We could. But I won't because I'll be at a party. <laughs> what? I think so. How dare you? I have like four birthday parties going How in the next two weeks. dare you? Oh, you're working as a clown again? <laughs> you got to take the work where you can get it. It's true. Uh... No, uh, good, good work, uh, Kroll. He's he's a funny. He and uh, the other person who needs to get more work is um, John Daly. Yeah. Um, we should have him on the show. Sure. Who do we have coming up on the show? Let's. Uh, who freaking do we have? I have no idea. I've, I've already. Gone. I've been gone. I know that we're gonna um, have Scott Tennant, author of Spiderland, the book about Slint. Spiderman. Spiderland, the Slint record. Um, Slade. <laughs> we're gonna have uh we're trying to hammer down a 
Fortune Feimeister has uh, been hard because she got the Chelsea Lately gig. Yeah. Congratulations. Boo! <laughs> Don't you get no time for us? Um, no. That's fine. Good work. Not that I'm uh, just, yeah, I'm just being mean at this point for no reason. Um, you know who else? Uh, Brody Stevens? Nah. <laughs> I'm not making any promises. That's totally, well, I mean, I could throw a bunch of names out. Hey, someday we're going to have Bill Murray on the show. Prove me wrong, First future. La- First Lady Michelle Obama? She's going to be coming to talk about vegetables? Prove me wrong, future. <laughs> <laughs> um, Julian Assange? I hope, yeah, well, you know, Bill Murray, as we know, listens to the show. Yeah. I wouldn't have Julian Assange on because his name really sounds like ass ange to me. That's what I talk about. Forget Ask WikiLeaks. Ask Angel. Ask, Ask Angel. Oh, those were the days <laughs> before the before the Hayes Code. <laughs> when you could sing songs about Ass Angels. Frankly, okay. Here's the thing. Spoiler alert. I just hope David Azevedo gets mouth raped in every episode. Oh man. Because he's getting to be kind of a tool. He was a tool. Now he's really a tool. Oh yeah, it gets worse. um yeah who else uh i don't know i mean if we're just speculating here we can speculate till the cows the cows come home um well we could in theory in theory paul f tompkins will be on the show so we might not get banksy on but we could get mr brainwash that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Which I found out. Uh, I found out uh, uh, from Paul that he does a CCH Bounder oh, impression. Nice. Which I hadn't heard. I didn't. Maybe it's buried on a Comedy Death Ray Radio that I missed or something. <clears throat> um, or, I, or maybe did it on one of his shows. I don't know. But I'm like, we could do dueling. I I DM'd him and I said, dueling CCH Bounders. How awful would that be? Because <laughs> we can both sit here and talk like this all day. <laughs> While banjo plays in the background. Well, did you see that? Did you see the dueling Brody Stevenses that James Not, Ado- no, no, James no. Adomian, who we should have James Adomian on the show. Sure. Mm. Um, there's a there's a clip from Bridgetown, I think, a couple years ago. That's right. Where they did Brody Stevens and James Adomian as Brody Stevens <laughs> doing dueling Brodies on stage with a dude sitting in between them playing banjo. I've been to the gardener lot. I've eaten in the commissary. They flew me out, put me up first class. I got airline peanuts. Complimentary. Boom. Yeah, it's fucking brilliant. James Adomian is brilliant. We should have him on the show. Prove me wrong, future. Yeah. Give me my catchphrase. <laughs> so I'm guessing that um, this will have to tide you over till February, not this next Monday, but the following Monday. Hopefully, we should have something set up by then. Sure. Yeah. Right, whatever. Are you talking to me or to our podcast? To our audience. Listeners? I mean, this is this is a good uh, almost hour and a half of of bullshit. Of fucking <laughs> bullshit. That'll tide you over. I just you know and then until, uh, oh, the Christ eighth. The eighth, is it? The eighth of February. Is it? I know because I have an appointment on February first, which is a Tuesday. So if I'm still alive, oh right, <laughs> we won't talk too much about that right now. Right. 
But um, is it because Bruce, Bruce Lee punched you in the chest <laughs> as a child? This <laughs> <It> is. <laughs> yes. He gave you the the uh, the the touch of death. He, he did <laughs> the one inch punch. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I thought that was all resolved. No. All right. So so barring uh. So Brody needs your prayers. Yes, thank he, you. He has AIDS. It's okay. He'll get over it. That's that's like a Pardo joke. It's totally a Pardo. Cut that out. Which reminds me, I should some. I do want to someday put up a as a, a well. That'll be for, oh yeah, that's another thing. So when we have the uh, 20th... Pardo, we can have Pardo on. Prove me wrong, future. The 20th slash 30th episode. Uh, hope, I'm hoping to include some um, snippets. I'm going to call it a sex extravaganza. <laughs> some snippets from the Brody Hubbard roast of 2000... Uh, <laughs> 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 There's a lot of jokes about me having AIDS at that roast. As there are at <laughs> Prove me wrong, future. Well, you come across as a little intravenous drug user, if you know what I mean. I understand. It's the beard. <laughs> it is. And the fact that you shirt yourself up with heroin regularly with dirty needles. There's that, too. <laughs> That's not true, listeners. Brody is not a junkie. Um, Pardo, I'd, I'd, I'd have a Jimmy Pardo and a Matt Belknap on the show. I'd even have a Pat Francis on the show. I'd even have a Mike Schmidt on the show. Oh, there you go. I should ask Mike. Uh, who else? So let's do this, because it won't annoy us like it'll annoy Mark Mayer or Scott Ackerman. You can tweet at us. You can tweet us uh, with guests. Does it ideas. annoy Scott Ackerman? I think it just annoys him if you tweet Would You Rathers. Oh, I see. Just, just out of the blue. <laughs> yeah, when he's not soliciting them. Right. Because I have tweeted at Scott Ackerman in the past, and I did not realize I was annoying him by doing so. <laughs> Only when he's not supposed It annoys the fuck out of me to tweet at me. Yeah. <laughs> not in the least. It's it's the only reason I cling to life. It's the only reason I don't need a, I don't need a gun barrel. It's my Twitter. That's another thing we haven't really talked about in a while. Not you with a gun barrel. <laughs> I know, my, um, my, my penchant for dramatic suicidal ideation. <laughs> Besides Shaky Town, we're available also at um, our own things. Gene, Gene George on Twitter. Me at Brody Hubbard on Twitter. And I have... Uh, you know, music and stuff out there, you can find that. But yeah, we're we're tweeting pretty regularly, non shaky town tweeting. Yeah. So I consider all my tweets shaky town tweets. I should just hashtag them with shaky town. You should. No, I'm not gonna do that. But yeah, uh, but tweet at us. Let us know who you want to see on the show. We'll try to make it happen. But we will make it happen. Try. There is no try. There is no oh, no, don't even go there. No, it's uh no, we'll make it happen. Unless they're dead. <laughs> I draw the line at reanimating the corpses of dead people in order to have them on our podcast. <laughs> There's a line. That is banned by the... Uh, the by the International Bad, Bad Scientists. Oh, no, I was going to say the Federal Bureau of Podcasting <laughs> that we were talking about earlier. Oh, no, no, I think this goes higher higher than the FB, <laughs> FBP. Yeah, it you goes, know me. It goes all the way up to the International Commission on Mad Science. <laughs> the United Nations International Commission on Mad Science. But Gene, are you down with FBP? You know me. <laughs> I am the OG FBP. Uh, man, that would be how awful would that be working for the Federal Bureau of Podcasts? What would the job be, even? You know, oh, uh, you'd have to review podcasts. <laughs> you like it would be like a, I, I picture it like a like a like the Weights and Measures Bureau. Like you have to make sure, like oh, this podcast says it's not explicit. I have to count how many times they say the word fuck or nutsack. I hear it's a whole different situation after the podcast is smoked. 
<laughs> Shut up. All right. Did you want to talk about the State of the Union speaking of smoked salmon? <laughs> no, that's it. That's the only thing really we're taking away from it. Right. Hey, I hear there's a dude in the government named Boner now. <laughs> Is that true? <sighs> I don't know who that guy was. All right. We're done. We're done. Um, I got to move my car. All right. So I have to try and start my car and then try and move it. This was our first live directly to podcast podcast. Hey, we didn't have any problems, did we? No. Boom. Just personal problems per it's usual. Just our usual personality. Um, so, yeah. So, we'll see you on February the 8th. Uh, hopefully, maybe some. Uh, I have some mini sods or something. Maybe I can drop in the meantime. But uh, our, our full. Maybe we should make it's this mainly a two-parter. Just, it's mainly snippets of Gene rambling. That I edited what, out. So what's the fucking difference of that and the normal podcast? Oh, sorry. There's a guest that I annoy. <laughs> and maybe some more appearances from Troll. I don't know if you got to hear Troll. Oh, I did get to hear Troll. We'll talk about Troll out later. Oh, talk about Troll off. We'll talk about Troll off because here. Troll. If you, we say the names. One more time, then troll. Oh, shoot, will appear. I stopped myself. I, well, did I say it multiple times? Maybe we both have to say it. So, bye bye. Until next time. I am Gene George. And I'm Brody Foster Hubbard. Hey, you know, we don't have anybody to take us out. We'll just have to sit here and just leave this open ended for hours. What if, we put up, what if we put up like an hour of dead air? Let's do that. Let's do that. That'll be that'll be the interim podcast. Experimental. Yeah. Look at It's always thinking. Always, mm. you're not gonna, we're gonna close out with um, because we mentioned Frisco. I'm gonna drop in um, fear. Oh, and we talked about fear, but not fear. This is a Blatz cover of "I Don't Care About You." Blatz was another great uh, Bay Area band, um, and hopefully, uh, there's a there's somebody in that band who I am eyeing as a future guest. So. Yes. Mm. We'll talk about who another time. Prove us wrong, future. Prove us wrong. Find us on the internet at shakytownradio.com. You can Twitter us at at shakytownradio. 
You can like us on Facebook at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash shakytownradio. Send us an email at shakytownradio at gmail.com or call us on the Shakytown Radio hotline at 626-66-SHAKE. That's 667-4253. That's the same number.